it's going to be for so many reasons. Welcome to the program, a special edition yet again of the Bill Michaels Show. We are coming to you live, as you can see, over on the Bud Light live stream. We're at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Today we are inside uh, the actual showroom. Outside is loud. Bands are playing. It's buzzing already, and motorcycles are coming in. And I thought, you know what? We'll take it inside today. And... Because we want to make sure that uh, coming up here in about an hour or so, uh, the guys, uh, Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal, Mike Wangren from the band Disturbed, both going to be joining us here as well as we sit perched high atop Wisconsin Harley-Davidson out here in Oconomowoc. So the uh, place is buzzing already, so really enjoying it. And, and there's the there's the view. How are you doing? How are we looking? So if you uh, want to come out, come on in, join us, join the party. It's Hometown Rally Weekend, officially kicked off this morning, 9 a.m. The vendors are open. All the different uh, cycle manufacturers and stuff uh, for all the aftermarket stuff is all here as well. So uh, it's just, it's buzzing. And uh, you've got uh, college football last night. Ben, I was I was salivating for Purdue. They damn near pulled it off, man. I, yeah. Number one, uh, good morning. I am buzzing. Happy Friday. Uh, Happy they, Friday. They Happy almost football day. pulled it off. They also, uh, they choked away the football game, uh, to put it bluntly. They are a talented team. They are unable to run the football, which is so surprising mm-hmm. in this conference. But they had two to three chances of a good seven-minute drive to kill the clock wins the game here, and they couldn't run for a first down. So they, it was kind of deserved. Yep. Uh, it was uh, It was fun. I sat out back last night. I was thinking of you last night. I uh, uh, A friend of mine who I grew up with, uh, it's kind of a long story, but uh, I kind of reconnected with him years ago. I was walking around out in Arizona, and I was like, oh, I know that shop, the name of the shop, but I didn't know he still owned it. And I walked in, sure enough, he does. So I, you know, fast forward to today, I got him hooked up with Craig, the general manager out here, and uh, Sound Art USA, which is the company that he owns, is here in the house. So I have not seen Steve. He's never been to my house. I have not seen him since, God, uh, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So he came over last night. We went to dinner, and we came back to the house, sat out back, smoked cigars, and had the game on. And it was like the lightest of light breezes. It was about 74 degrees, a little bit of humidity. The, 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 the trees were hardly moving. It was like the most picture-perfect thing you could possibly sit in last night. Kristen and I and his uh, co-worker, Mike, and Steve, we sat outside and watched the game last night. I thought, this is perfect. And I had football on, and I thought to myself, Purdue's going to win this game. And like you said, they couldn't run the ball, and then things changed, and then that big play down the uh, – right after, I mean, uh, the the 50-yard scamper after the fact for uh, for Penn State, and that it put them ahead, and they never looked back. But that being said, it was great to sit down and watch. I didn't think I would enjoy it last night as much as I did. And I kept thinking to myself – I'm thrilled. This is awesome. And then I kept thinking to myself, Ben Kenny is pantsless. Uh, he has probably got, you know, uh, like like peanut butter smeared all over him for the dogs to come walking through the door. It's that kind of a night. It was it was it was perfect. Did you did you did you use peanut butter last night? I kept my pants on until I left Excellent. Monks. Uh, then I drove okay. home. They were on while I was driving, believe it or not. Uh, but then when okay. I got home and uh I got actually two screens up. I had Pitt, West Virginia on one awesome game, Purdue, Penn yeah. State on the other. Uh, not going to confirm nor deny the allegations. <laughs> How was Monks last night? Uh, it was good. It was good. It just it feels awesome. Finally, I'm sure you feel it with the Packers as well. 
that we're like talking about games here. We're talking about how guys are going to play instead of the, you know, long offseason storylines. I always have this kind of itch once the games start, but it felt really good to be out there to see football on the television and then talk about, okay, Saturday's coming up. What in the world are we going to see? The mass deflation that you felt last evening after sitting there and you're flipping over, you're watching watching college football, and then you flip back and you're like, oh, my God, Corbin Burns is not getting, again, any run support. This sucks. Four hit last night. Four blanking hits. That's all the Brewers could muster. It's the, again, the attack of the all-or-nothings. The attack of the all-or-nothings. And uh, I think I said Burns is Woodruff. Uh, no run support. Five to nothing. The Arizona Crapbacks knocked off the Milwaukee Brewers. The Diamondback record now goes to 62 and 68. 62 and 68. Six games under 500. And the Brewers continue to just drag their feet as they try to sprint down a track with everybody else passing them. The margin now, not only between themselves and the Cardinals, which has grown, but now the margin is three between them and the Padres. If they fall to four games back, I will officially take out the dagger and Wayne Larry be the hell out of them, and that'll be the end of it. Just end it. Just end it. Because it just put us out of our misery. Uh, the disdain people feel right now for the front office of the Milwaukee Brewers is palpable. I'm walking in today. I don't know if you saw the video I did. So I did a, a, a Facebook Live video walking in today over here at Wisconsin Harley before setting up. And I was all fired up. I did it, and there was a couple of people, like, off to the side. They're watching me do this video. And uh, I finish it. I start walking. And a guy walks over, and he says, hey, tell me about these, you know, effing brewers. What the hell? And I said, what do you want me to say? You know, I said, they, they, they're not good right now. That damn, and he goes on this diatribe. Now, some of it was kind of like when, when Charlie calls the morning show out in Madison or when Daniel out in Toma gives us a buzz. Some of it is just this, this I need to vent and get it off my chest, babbling of craziness that you can't help but just smile and giggle. But it all comes from a passion of which, one, they're a fan. They really want to see the Brewers do well. But, two, they are just so pissed that they, that they shook things up in such a negative way in the middle of a season, it isn't funny. And you can't, you, you can't specifically, when they trade away a piece, you can't specifically go, well, Council screwed this up because he didn't make the trade. You, you can't get mad at Council, so to speak. Now, there have been times where you kind of look at Craig Council and you go, okay, maybe you're overmanaging uh, to a certain extent certain things, and it happens to every manager. But the deal was done via the front office. And this guy was so angry, and he got so boisterous that two other guys walked over. And one guy was with his wife. He was walking around checking out the vendors, and he was pissed. I'm not giving my money. I'm not going back to the ballpark. I'm not spending 12 bucks for beer. I mean, on and on and on. It was like Festivus, Harley-Davidson style, right here in the middle of the parking lot today. And all against the Milwaukee Brewers after last night's loss. So uh, that's... That's the, the minuscule diatribe regarding the Brewers that I was going to get on today. Pretty much sums it up, but that's uh, that was the morning walking in. After that, things went really, really well. I'm excited. So um, We got a lot on the agenda today. 
as I had mentioned early on in the program. So today, a couple things. Uh, we talked about Jesse James Dupree and Mike Wangren going to be here. We are also going to be joined a little bit later on. Brad Biggs covers the Chicago Bears. I love Biggsy. Uh, he is going to be joining us as we complete our look around of the NFC North. So fired up about that. Also today, Mike Clements. The last hour of the program, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's going to be Mike and I, and Mike has got a whole bunch of perspective to bring to the program. So that's the final hour of the show. And then Matt Mitchell coming up here. We're going to talk a little betting, a little game. Oh, big weekend. We're back. We're betting football. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. So Matt Mitchell of the Action Network, he's going to be here. uh, Coming up here in about 40 minutes. And we'll check in with him and get his thoughts on uh, some of the lines for college football coming up this weekend, including those Wisconsin Badgers. Pretty much sums it up. I'm fired up today. I'm excited. Uh, if you hear the music in the background, I just want to let you know we're in the showroom uh, here at Wisconsin Harley. But they have uh, the Sound Art USA, which if, ne- if you've never seen it, I'm telling you, go to soundartusa.com. Or if you're coming out here, check out these pieces of not only art, but these canvas prints that they have and what they can do with the uh, speakers and such that are in them, the Bose speakers that are in these things. I mean, they're amazing. You'd never know that that's, that much sound is coming from a picture. But it's really, really cool. So anyway. Uh, a lot of vendors, a lot of stuff going on, but that's the music that you're going to hear occasionally here in the background. So that's what's going on here today. What else in your world, Ben? Anything Anything that I've missed? No, I mean, I think that's it. There was some uh, some sicko stuff going on with Jerry Kill's return to Minnesota and whether him and mm-hmm. P.J. Fleck would fist fight at midfield. Uh, but New Mexico State, who Wisconsin will play in two weeks, I think was outgained like 400 to 20. Uh, yards wise they were rowing that boat last night yeah so that didn't look like much of a challenge but no I mean it just feels awesome to be sitting back and I love baseball to death but to have you know legitimate college football in front of you and rivalry games with Pitt West Virginia that hasn't been played somehow in 11 years so that's as I said last week was kind of the the gateway drug if you will to getting into season I feel like this weekend is also for NFL people the real gateway to get into the NFL season. So it's a good time of year. Completely uh, agree with you. Last night uh, on the gridiron via college football, in case you missed it, uh, you had Oklahoma State. uh, It was a shootout with Central Michigan. Never expected that. Oklahoma State, they better fix that defense, man. Last night, Central Michigan stormed back in that game. Now, don't get me wrong. Oklahoma State was up by a bunch. I mean, a bunch. They were up 44 to 15 at half. 44 to 15 at half. So they kind of took their foot off the gas pedal, started playing some secondary guys. Next thing you know, 58 44. That was your final. As you, was, as you would mention, number 17, Pittsburgh had to fend off West Virginia as West Virginia puts up 14 in the fourth, and uh, Pittsburgh gets a 38-31 win. Wake Forest drilled VMI 44-10, number 22 in the country, and obviously you had uh, you know some more Big Ten scores coming out of last night as well. So, uh, it, But what a night last night. So tonight you have the standalone game. Where are you going to be watching Western Michigan and Michigan State? That's a good question. Uh, either my couch, someone else's couch at an establishment, I don't know. I was in on the morning show this morning uh, after being out much of last night. So it's kind of been a blur. I need to collect myself after the show before I, you know, hit the weekend head on. Where's Rowdy at today? See, he, uh, he take another uh, Brewers mental health day. Yeah, well, uh, actually, the vacation day related to the Brewers because they're on the West Coast. He does that okay. so he can stay up and watch the games. 
Okay. Do you think he's really staying up and watching the games at this point? Nowadays, no. Uh, but y- you never know. He has said that if the Brewers win the World Series, he will eat his own feces. So I have become the biggest Brewer fan in the world now, hoping yeah. that they win the World Series. That is, uh, I I heard a, a part of that discussion, and I started to get grossed out. So I, I, I switched channels. <laughs> so, uh, I thought for sure that uh, Rowdy, after the uh, the Brewers fell to the Dodgers, and things became rather bleak. I thought he would open up like a mobile dog washing service, and that's what he was doing in his spare time, and not watching baseball anymore. Oh, but no, he is now uh, he is now rooting hard against the Brewers because if they should come storming back and win a World Series, uh, I can't even begin to imagine that day on the air with Ebo. I, I just oh. I can't even think about it. Uh, just, I just can't. Well, Not that I think it's going to happen, but uh, yeah. First of yeah, all, you have to wonder, you know, what kind of consistency the feces have. No, 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 no. He can't do that to me. Like, no. what if he ate Indian food the night before? Oh, no, 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 no. God. I see you guys taking them out, like, for the Last Supper and feeding them Indian food and Reuben rolls or something like that. No. Lock no, that in. stop. No, stop. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it. to do this so i wake up this morning and you know that this is a big weekend okay i've probably gone on and on about it way too much for you but big weekend coming up uh not only is it the hometown rally and it's a big riding weekend and bands and such all over the all over the city but uh our motorcycle ride for fisher house wisconsin is this weekend and we have been really uh pressing to break a record this year and the weather appears to be great uh, I know the temperature's gone down a little bit. It went from 77 down to about 72, but still mostly sunny. I mean, the weather's going to be good. Uh, let's put it that way. But I get the notification last night. We are 31 uh, regis- pre-registered bikes away from breaking our pre-registration numbers from last year. Now, registration, pre-registration is, is getting ready to close. You can still register the day of. Don't get me wrong. You can still come out and join us. But pre-registration to get all your paperwork done so you don't have to sit in those long lines. is uh, And you're, that makes you registered as well for the ticket prize packages that we're giving away, whether it's Bucks or Brewers, Badgers, and also a, uh, Races of Road America. So it, it's it's coming to an end soon. Soon. So get pre-registered. We are just a minimal amount, and I, I haven't really checked over the last half an hour, 45 minutes, but we're a minimal, minimal amount away, and we are approaching 400 motorcycles already pre-registered so you get a one in 400 chance of winning these prize packages and you get a little bit of a discount if you and your rider sign up because you get about a ten dollar break but go to fisherhousewi.org and then go to the events page scroll down you'll see it you can see the motorcycle right click on it and then there's a little pre-registration link it says get pre-registered i think that shuts down tomorrow at noon Tomorrow at noon. 
So if you haven't gotten registered yet, please do so. Thanks so much to our sponsors here at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Uh, also our sponsors, uh, Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Uh, there's just so many people. Growth Law, uh, Great Lakes Dragaway, our friends there. All of a sudden, uh, we've got people coming out of the woodwork to donate and be a part of it. And this morning I got confirmation there is going to be a World War II plane flyover at the end. And just it's It's such a great collaboration of good, good people doing such great work and uh, i can't thank everybody enough but we're not we're not across the finish line yet so if you're thinking about it and you want to get your group together come on go ahead click on it all you got to do is go to fisherhousewi.org fisherhousewi.org and then go to the events page scroll down it'll say pre-register and you are good to go we will see you sunday morning bright and early between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., and then kickstands up at 11, and off we go to a terrific, terrific ride. So hopefully you can make it with us. We certainly appreciate it. Um, this is from, uh, let's see here, uh, this is from Joe. Joe says, do you think that Craig Council steps down after this season? No, no, I don't. I, I, if you had to put your finger on it and say what percentage of failure what percentage of failure would you put on Craig Council versus Mark Antanasio, David Stearns, the players? You know, if you had to put a, a percentage of failure, what percentage would you put on Craig Council? Now, on one hand, he's the guy that's, uh, you know, he's the he's the chef. He's the guy cooking every day. He's the guy putting the ingredients into the pot and and cooking every day. So then the question becomes, how much of that cooking will, if you say, will, uh, is Craig Council responsible for? And then in addition to that, how much then falls on the shoulders of the ingredients, which is the players, or the owner of the restaurant for the ingredients that he's allowed to have and how much he's allowed to spend on ingredients, or the manipulation of the ingredients coming from David Stearns. If you're going to put a Ben, if you're going to put a percentage on failure for this team, for situations in which Craig Council was detrimental enough, pulled the wrong trigger, how much of the loss would you pin upon Craig Council for this uh, for this failure this season? Something around 15 to 20%, maybe like 10, but definitely maybe the fourth guy down right. on the totem pole. Right. See, I, I, I agree. I, it is very difficult for me unless a, unless a manager becomes so outspoken and detrimental to a team. Joe Girardi. It's very di- it, <laughs> Joe Girardi. I mean, even you look at a guy like, uh, you know, the ups and downs and, and, and what they've had with the Chicago White Sox with Tony La Russa. I mean, there's some people that just think that what they've done or haven't done has been all on La Russa because of his ways, because of his mannerism, because of his ego, because just all of it. He, he basically was given the keys to the kingdom, and because the owner loves him, nobody can touch him. And so he is being looked at as a guy that shouldn't ru- just run roughshod over his roster. And and has bulldozed general managers and bulldozed staff and personnel. So how much do you look at 
And, uh, and, and do you say, okay, it's the manager's fault? 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. How much of that percentage would you say is Craig Council's fault? I would have to agree with you that it's 10, 15%. You want to get crazy and go 20? Okay. But I think the amount of money spent on the ingredients bought is is probably if I want to put it on Mark Antanasio, maybe maybe 30%. So that makes us sit at 40. The roster moves, you, you can only make the roster moves dictated upon the budget you have. And I think, for the most part, David Stearns has been a pretty good general manager, a pretty good president of baseball operations. I think we would all agree upon that. He hasn't had a lot of egregious moves. And for the bad hater move, you also have to look at the Hunter Renfro, Jackie Bradley Jr. move. That 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 turned out tre- tremendously in favor of the Milwaukee Brewers. So I'd probably put, I don't know, 10% on him. After that, it's 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 the players, man. It's the utter failure of the players. The failure of execution, the failure of capability to hit, the failure of bullpen, the failure of big moment capabilities, come from behind capabilities, holding lead capabilities, all that kind of stuff. That's that's what it is. You know, you can only put players in position to make plays and to be successful, but after that it's up to the players to go out and get it done. I think to blame entirely the front office is erroneous, but it doesn't then take away any any less blame because I think they screwed up at the trade deadline. I thought it then. Remember that day that Hayter was traded, Ben, and people were emailing and tweeting and stuff saying this is a good deal. That they, you know they started giving me statistics of of uh, you know the the pieces in the trade and the two prospects and what this is going to mean for the team and you know maybe in the long run the prospects come up and maybe they do begin to perform and hit but we were talking about a team right now that is on its way or at least seemingly on its way to the postseason and at the time going back to July as a uh, an emailer pointed out a few days ago I was wrong because I said oh they're going to win the division hands down that's easy and, it, and I was completely wrong because I didn't count on this team becoming completely deflated by a move with a a closer and the message being sent that, yeah, you guys can't win, so we're going to start bailing on the money. So, But remember when the trade went down, how many people were trying to convince us that this was a really good thing? Yeah, and in the weeks following, even when they were losing, talking that Rodgers and Bush could recreate what Hayter brought, it just felt wrong overall. Right, it, it, that's a great way to put it. It just felt wrong. It felt like 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 a piece of of something good was being torn away from you, and you were sticking something in there that you didn't know if it was going to work or not. When you already knew what you had, that's what it felt like. And I, 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 I you know, I gave it a chance. I thought from the beginning. I thought, okay, you give it. You, there's a lot of people again going back to the saber metrics that have given me a lot of statistics that have said. 
this is what it is. This is the reason this guy's going to be successful. This is the reason this guy's going to be uh, a better upgrade or a deeper upgrade to that bullpen. And, you know, down the road, these guys are going to come of age. And I said at the time, I don't care about prospects. Don't When you're in a pennant race, I don't care about prospects. Just who cares? What I care about is the here and the now because you're in the race. You're not in the race to pass the baton mid-race to go, okay, if you can get there, great, but if not, the next race is good. No, no. You're in there to hand the baton to somebody to go get to the finish line. Take us across the finish line. That's what you're looking for, and they didn't do that. So that that's always been my feeling on it, but I gave it a chance. For those that said wait and see, I've waited and witnessed, and it just hasn't panned out to be what everybody thought it was going to be. Not good. So I agree with you. Uh, Gary says, Matt Bush, garbage. Taylor Rogers is garbage. Can't wait to get this miserable season over and then clean house. Uh, this is from also from Gary. He said, remember Gagne's slide? He was untouchable and eventually on a veteran minimum deal. Hater wasn't sliding fast. He actually was pitching well when he left here. He, he, was, he, he only had a couple of rough outings. When he was here, and that was coming into the uh, coming into the All Star game, and then he came out and started to straighten it out, and then after that they traded him, and he's just been gone after that. And I'm not saying that it's just because like, I don't. I'm going to wait and see how Hader does the remainder of his career. If he's terrible the rest of his career, then I will say, okay, the Brewers saw something. Maybe they should have or shouldn't have made a move. I don't know. But they saw something, so maybe they were trying to be preemptive, okay? But I also think it was a lot of life stuff. I think he had a wife who uh, had some complications with the pregnancy, and then ultimately his daughter was born. He wanted to take time off and be with his family. He had a lot going on, and then in the midst of all of that, he gets uprooted, and off to San Diego he goes. I just thought there was a lot going on in his life, and and, and life can screw you up. Life can screw up your job. And I think that's what—that's partially what happened. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Broadcasting live out here at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Can't say thanks enough to Pella Windows and Doors for being a part of the program for such a long period of time. But don't forget, and I can, I can see it now, the winds are blowing. They're south winds. They're warm winds. But when the wind changes, here comes the cold wind. And uh, are your windows and doors leaky? Can you feel the wind coming through? Do you know that this winter is going to suck because the energy bills are going to suck again? Maybe you want to do your house or maybe just one window. Get it all taken care of. Ten years, 2.99%. I'm not kidding. Ten years, 2.99% interest right now. You lock it in. Lock it in. And get your house more energy efficient, more beautiful. Pick slider windows. Pick crank windows. You can pick uh, the roll screen in the in the actual window. You can pick the colors, you can pick the trim, the hardware, so much you can do with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They don't offer just one, one specific line. They've got vinyl, they've got impervia, they've got wood, they've got it all. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Give them a call now. Tell them we sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show live at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
to the program. Broadcasting as you're watching inside Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com for the entire rally roundup, so to speak. Today, uh, going to the stage, you got Boomer Nation, Throwback Stereo. Bad Boy is here today at uh, 315 on the South Stage. Rhythm Kings on the North Stage. Then you have the Love Monkeys at 7, South Stage. North Stage, Cherry Pie rocks it beginning at 8. Tomorrow, Blacktop Mojo. And then for the ride, coming up on Sunday, we are going to have Rebel Grace on the South Stage and Hairbangers Ball on the North Stage. It's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. A lot of good music coming up. Good stuff. Um, By the way, so talking about the Brewers and the bullpen, um, from what I can understand, the Brewers, um, the uh, since the All-Star break, Brent Suter's got a 104 ERA and a .87 whip. Devin Williams, 188 ERA, .91 whip. Strzelecki, he's got a 261 ERA, a 155 whip. Brad Boxberger, not throwing the ball too well. 321 ERA, not terrible, but a 164 whip. Rodgers, 397 ERA. In 11 and a third innings with a 1.06 whip. Uh, but Bush and Hobie Milner, yeah, 4.50 ERA and a 9 ERA. Not uh, not throwing the ball as stellar, we'll say. But all in all, not awful. Not awful. But not, uh, not aw- awesome either. This is from Chris who says... Uh, I believe Craig Council is responsible for maybe 5 to 10% of what's gone on with the Milwaukee Brewers. I think the front office is mainly responsible by taking away their will to win. When you start telling a team you can't win and you can't win a championship, you destroy what they thought they had. I blame this solely on Mark Antanasio and David Stearns. They miscalculated and screwed up. If it wasn't for cheap Antanasio... We would have better baseball in Milwaukee and probably a championship by now. Chris, thanks for the email. Uh, This is from uh, Lori. Lori says, I don't blame Craig Council. He's done a lot more with less. The management of the bullpen has been fantastic. Sure, he makes bumps in the road every now and then, but every manager does. I think it's just the players and the fact that we have a small budget. Lori, thank you. Uh, Got a couple over on Twitter. This one's from Andrew. Andrew says, I'm not giving up hope yet. He says, uh, Brewers still have an outside shot of making it at the postseason. All you got to do is get hot. You said you said it yourself. Let's see what happens. And then the Big East fan says, uh, the Brewers aren't dead in the water, but they're close. Their submarine is starting to take on water like they have a screen door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this is from Sonic Steve. And Sonic Steve says, uh, I don't blame Craig Council as much, but his moves as of late seems like he's throwing darts at a dartboard rather than basing it upon the analytics. Sonic Steve, appreciate it. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and then we are going to uh, get into some gambling. Little Matt Mitchell joining us. That's coming up out here at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. (laughs) 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers players have the day off. They're going to be back Sunday morning. The team added safety Rudy Ford to the roster, a safety who's played gunner on special teams for the Cardinals, Eagles, and Jaguars. Ford says as soon as he arrived here in Green Bay, they suited him up, and he participated Wednesday in that intense game-like conditions practice. So what was his first day like as a Packer? First day? Man, they threw me right there in the fire, man, first day. So uh, we was rocking and rolling first first day. Just a complete different organization. Jacksonville is definitely, you know, they, they definitely um, are trying to head in that direction themselves. They're trying to. And, uh, you know, when I come here, you know, it's just like walking in the building, see the Super Bowls, you just see um, how the culture is. Yeah, nah, man, I'm just excited to be here. Now the training camp is over. Randall Cobb had this advice for the team's rookie receivers. Remember who you are. It, the game doesn't change. It, it gets a little faster in the regular season. You just got to stay locked in on the plan that we have. You have to understand the defense that we're going to get, their strengths and weaknesses, understanding the zones, understanding how certain players play certain coverages. And now we'll start getting into that and, and really prepping uh, for a game. And Greg Jennings was inducted last night into the Packers Team Hall of Fame. After winning a Super Bowl with Green Bay, Jennings left in free agency for the Vikings and made those blunt statements about the Packers franchise and question Aaron Rodgers' leadership. Jennings addressed those feelings in his acceptance speech. This Packer family will always be family to me. No matter what family goes through, family always finds a way to make it right and this moment why it's so important to me is because I never thought I never even considered this moment that's former wide receiver Greg Jennings in Green Bay I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels show What a good day it is. What a good day. I am sitting in the midst of motorcycle territory at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson out here in Oconomowoc. Cherry Pie takes the stage tonight. Oh, so good. Good weather tonight. You're going to get five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people out here. It's going to be awesome. Huge space. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, obviously uh, bands on the stages both north and south all day long today. You've got college football kicked off last night, and then we bring in Matt Mitchell, the audio director at Action Network, a New York-based company that's become the market leader in sports betting, news, picks, all that kind of good stuff and all that information. And uh, we bring him in now, our good buddy, Matt Mitchell. Matt, how you doing, pal? I am doing great. College football week one, it's a great time to be alive. Uh, it's not only a great time to be alive, but it is, uh, it's just uh, it's that time of year for lack of a better term, when everything just looks to be good. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I feel like uh, walking the baseline, as James Earl Jones did for baseball in Field of Dreams and saying, oh, they will come. It is good. Well, well football's back. They will come. So I, I'm, I'm excited about all of this. So tell me, uh, Matt, um, you know, the big, what is it, Ohio State, Notre Dame, is that the one everybody's focusing in on or is there another one? Well, for, for gamblers, any game with a line is one we like to focus in on. But you are certainly correct. Uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, sucking up a lot of the oxygen in the room. Such an unusual season where there are essentially two big teams, Ohio State and Alabama, and then an enormous drop after the top two, which is why you see a, a, a number five team like Notre Dame still catching 
17 points in a week one game. So uh, let's start there, first and foremost. I know Notre Dame's using it as fodder. Uh, is that just based upon the fact that everybody in the world believes Notre Dame is completely over over uh, ranked right now at number five? Yeah, I mean, it, we're going to learn a lot week one. It's, uh, it's always tricky to do a top ten any season, but especially this season where from essentially number three through ten, there's, we're going to learn a lot. There's a lot of question marks, so the five seems pretty arbitrary in terms of the rank number in front of uh, in front of the name Notre Dame there but yeah there's there seems to be very few paths to victory for Notre Dame just based on the talent on the field Ohio State has the best wide receiver in the country they have arguably the best quarterback in the country Notre Dame's breaking in a new a new head coach they had you know a bloodthirsty tyrant in Brian Kelly now they bring in his old um, assistant I think he's a great guy for the job, but I wouldn't want to be the guy taking the reins and going to Ohio State in my first game on a holiday weekend. I would definitely lay the 17 with Ohio State if you're going to play it because I think it could get dark real early for the Fighting Irish. Time with Matt Mitchell, and you can feed, find his stuff over in the Action Network. It's brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. They've got the Gold Breaker going on right now, and you can win a BMW X5 stopping into Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. So uh, the other games that are out there, uh, obviously that's the big one. Then you've got, well, here in our own backyard, Wisconsin taking on Illinois State. Uh, the points have grown. Uh, I know people are saying, well, there's no way that Wisconsin's going to give up any points to Illinois State. And I think the big question mark is Graham Mertz and what he can put up, offensively speaking. Or do they just run roughshod all over Illinois State, start to really kind of pull away, and then pull, you know, kind of pull the starters, call the dogs off, and give everybody else a little more experience, and maybe the spread doesn't cover? How do you see that game going? Yeah, it's these uh, these opening week tomato can matchups are always tricky, and you have to look at mostly the next week. So Wisconsin plays Illinois State. They'll cream them. There's no, there's no way around that. But next week they have an unusually challenging out-of-conference game as a pretty feisty Washington State team comes in. So what we'll see, a lot of teams that are pretty conservative, and I would certainly count Paul Christ in Wisconsin as one of them, they get that huge lead. They see what they need to see out of Mertz and, and Allen and the whole company, which would probably be the first half. Then they just go real vanilla, run it up the middle, don't put anything on tape, and come into Washington State as prepared as they can be without giving their coaching staff a chance to prepare. So I would look for uh, an explosive, enormous first half from Wisconsin and then real blasé in the second half. Um, probably an under game, and like you said, it's hard to imagine Illinois State putting up uh, a many points, if any points, in this game. But I think they're going to go uh, real, real vanilla in that second half and get ready for Washington State. Go over to Michigan. Michigan, number eight in the country. They lose a lot of guys, but they still keep the eighth ranking. I don't know how good they're going to be as long as they're not better than Ohio State. I don't care. But do they? <laughs> how good is Colorado State? Can Colorado State cover the thirty and a half? One of Jim Harbaugh's uh, best traits from a gambling perspective is that he loves to absolutely wallop these uh, early season out-of-conference foes. He will try to hang up as many as he can. He knows it excites the fan base. You know, it, it excites the boosters. And I would look for him to really aggressively attempt to steamroll a pretty lousy Colorado State team, a team that's in a lot of transition on its own. Plus, not for nothing – 
Michigan has a quarterback battle of sorts going on. So even if they're up a lot and they switch quarterbacks, that quarterback will also be looking to hang as many as he can on the scoreboard. So I think you're going to see a max effort from their offense in particular. Both halves. I think 30 is not enough. I think they're going to win going away, and you'll see it all four quarters. Got the other big one, Georgia and Oregon. Number three, Georgia taking on number 11, Oregon. Georgia giving 17 in this one. Is Oregon's offense capable of covering? Yeah, absolutely. The big question when you play a team like Georgia is they have one of the most fearsome uh, defenses ever. They lost a ton to the NFL draft. Obviously, everyone saw that that monstrous defense they had on their title team last year. But they are now a reload team. They're full of five stars. Their defense should be very good. The only way you hang with Georgia is if you have an incredible offensive line. That is very rare. Oregon is one of the teams and probably one of the only teams west of the Mississippi that has that offensive line that can hang. 17's a lot. I know it is technically a neutral site game in Atlanta, but it'll feel like obviously a road game for Oregon. I wouldn't worry about that. I think Oregon can certainly hang with 17. I have bet Oregon multiple times. Uh, I would look for them to hang in this game. They can, you know, Stetson Bennett is not a quarterback at Georgia that scares me in any way. So I think Oregon will be feisty in this opener. Cincinnati lost their quarterback, wide receiver, sauce in the defensive backfield. They lost quite a bit, and Arkansas is now on the come. Uh, I I don't know if I should believe in Cincinnati. I believe in Luke Fickle. I like Luke Fickle as a head coach. Arkansas giving six and a half. This is a pretty close line for two teams that are pretty close when it comes to the rankings. How does that play out down in Arkansas? This game's a mess. Like you said, uh, Cincinnati lost a ton, including two of the best uh, group of five conference cornerbacks you'll ever see. And, you know, they're certainly trying to reload. They lost their quarterback, but Arkansas's big, um, biggest uh, deduction is Traylon Burks. He was everything for them as a wide receiver, now playing for Tennessee in the NFL. They have essentially no wide receivers earmarked that they can that can step up. <laughs> Their quarterback's more of a – I mean, you'll see him. He's He looks like uh, three three players squished together in one helmet. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I would look for the I would look for the under in this one. I think they're both going to look to ground and pound early and often. Stout defenses, hot weather. It's kind of a mess of a game. I'm not going to touch that spread, but I, I would look for um, an under and kind of slow moving ground based attacks. If if you're going in to grab one, bet one. Give me a, give me an insight on one that you're looking at. Going, mm, if I'm going to throw down my house, I'm throwing my house on this one tonight. TCU plays Colorado. TCU, two touchdown favorite. They bring in new coach, Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes is a monster. He loves to put up as many points as he can, as quickly as he can. It is a um, a very, very exciting game for gamblers. Colorado is absolutely dreadful. They can't stop you. They can't score points. Their quarterback situation is terrible. I like TCU. Everyone at the Action Network, our big bets on campus, podcast team loves TCU. And if you're looking for a good time, TCU over Colorado is that good time. Matt, always good to talk to you, my friend. We appreciate it. Uh, We'll touch base again come next week, okay? Have a great weekend. All right, buddy, there you go. Matt Mitchell, the Action Network, the lead audio director over there, Action Network. I'm telling you, stop there. Go to actionnetwork.com. See all the updates, all the information that they give you to make a smart, more more 
more serviceable bet. And it's brought to you by uh, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. You can win a BMW X5 on Friday. Stop in. Again, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Great sponsor. Great people. And they are supplying dealers here at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson coming up on Sunday that are going to deal the cards for the final leg of the poker run coming up Sunday, September 4th. You still have. We are uh, sitting now about 24 hours away from shutting down the pre-registration. We are really close to breaking a record. If you've even been considering riding with us coming up on Sunday, please do so. Get pre-registered. Plus, first of all, you save a little money. Second of all, you're in the drawing then for one of four prize packages for Brewers, Bucks, Badgers, and Racing at Road America. You could win one of those four prize packages. You could only get registered for that if you pre-register. Otherwise, you could still win yourself a poker hand and maybe win yourself a 75-inch big screen TV. That's what we're giving away, that beer for a year, golf bag, backpacks, all that kind of stuff. we got all kinds of stuff. But next, oh, it's going to be so good coming up next. Stay tuned. Stay right where you're at. Don't go anywhere. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.